Welcome to The Corner, the celebration and conversation of everything creative. It's a soapbox, it's an intersection, it's a gathering place. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you now. All oh, right. Hey. Hey. All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for coming on. Uh, this means a lot to me. Oh, no problem, man. Glad I could do it. Do I sound all right? You do. You do. How am I sounding? Oh, uh, fine. Fine. Uh, I just, uh, I, I never know. Like I've got this. I've got a studio mic that I use, and I use it. It's the same one I use for the show for my show. Right. And I and I never know how close to sit, how far away to sit. I don't know if people can hear me. I'm, I'm all I'm all new to this. I still have my training wheels on, so like um, from my standpoint, you're sounding okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Let me uh, let me do a little general intro, and then um, and then I'll introduce you, and then we we can start chatting. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> all right, everybody. Welcome to the corner. Thanks for joining me uh, tonight. I have, I have a, a person that should be a legend in my mind, and uh, he's probably blushing a little bit from what I know of him. Uh, but we got David Cedoc Snyder on the line here. He is a filmmaker, music producer, MC, producer, uh, and president of Chuck D's Spit Slam Record Label Group. We're going to talk about a lot of that, sure. Um, he has directed 10 feature films through his production company, HWIC Filmworks. Um, I've, I've checked out a little bit of that. It's dope as fuck. Um, so um, well over 100 short films and music videos, including uh, videos for Chuck D and Public Enemy. Um, he has uh, been working with Public Enemy for about 20 years now. Part of the, first world, the world's first virtual rap squad, The Impossibles. Um, if you haven't heard them, dope as hell as well. Um, currently, uh, he is the host of the Channel Zero YouTube show. It's C Doc again, which airs every night or every Tuesday night, excuse me, on YouTube live. And without further ado, welcome C Doc to the corner. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Much, you- much, 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 much appreciated on my end. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm glad to be here. You also. In the intro, um, thank you so much. That was a great intro, and um, and you answered one of my questions whether or not we can curse. So um, there we go. Oh, absolutely! Like okay. I, um, 
I mean, I was, yeah, I was, uh, I mean, the, the, my, my baby is sleeping right now, so she is mm. all set away from my mouth, my filthy ass mouth. Yeah, um, uh, I have one too, but I just didn't know if I had to turn on the radio voice or not. So, uh, I mean, if you want to and you want to be creative with it, then fine. Um, but if you want to drop some bombs, I'm fine with that too. Okay. Because uh, I'm, I was raised by the enemy too. So, right. Uh, so, <laughs> right. Uh, the hip hop kids, man, you know, are fucking language, I tell you. Absolutely. Like, and then yeah. uh, I know that I got two kids. I got one. Well, I mean, I got some space between these two kids. There's 15 years in between them. And the oldest two of the two, uh, she's been to Fenway Park with me and watched me swear a blue streak. <laughs> so, I got, I mean, Born and raised in New England, or born to uh, you know Dorchester, Massachusetts, is where my formative years were. So, mm. so it's Red Sox all the way for me. Um, I I take it you're from Pittsburgh, uh, based on the hats I see you wear. Yeah, well, um, yes, that's that's the easiest answer. We moved around a lot when I was okay. growing up. All right, um, my dad was my dad's a golf pro, uh, but not oh, a yeah. not like a touring professional. He he works or he worked at country clubs all right um but like we just you know they were rolling my folks were rolling stones man so it was it but but we would live around pittsburgh and then we moved to um uh around canton ohio okay that canton alliance ohio and then we'd move back to pittsburgh and then we moved back out to ohio so (laughs) it was just kind of like a whirlwind but yeah the easy answer is pittsburgh because I've always felt the most comfortable here. Um, I got into hip hop here. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, I, I got into filmmaking here. So that's, so, that's the easy answer. Yeah. Yeah. So the roots were put down in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I'm still, I'm still here now. I, I, uh, my family and I, we live about uh, a half hour away from, from downtown. We're out, out in the sticks, but you know, Pitts- Pittsburgh is that's Pittsburgh's where it's at, I guess, or where we're at. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, a um, little background on me, uh, if you want it. I'm going to let you sure. talk more because, I mean, that's what's. I'm supposed to let you talk more because you're my guest. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, Dorchester, Massachusetts, uh, stomping grounds, uh, got into some trouble as a now reforming and recovering Catholic boy. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so, I, I've so, been there. Okay. Yeah, so um, it definitely... Um, I came to came to Vermont of, of all things, like after my mom and pops dis, uh, divorced. Okay, um, and I just kept moving further into Vermont. So if you want to talk to Sticks, I definitely know how you feel. Where, where in Vermont? I am in Bethel, Vermont, of all places. If you look at a map of Vermont, yeah. I'm almost the exact center of Vermont. I'm, go- I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up right now while we ch- yeah. chat. So. Bethel. I mean, we have the best fucking pizza up here, though. Like I can oh, tell you that. It's I, crazy. I don't crazy. even doubt it. Uh, it's crazy uh, uh, yeah it's just nuts and so yeah even in vermont i've been able to to connect and to into to network with people like you and a few other people that uh have been gracious enough to give my goofy ass a little bit of time <laughs> so it's a <laughs> well you know um, that's the that's the beauty of the internet um the whole reason that i am able to work with chuck d is because of the internet so. yeah yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you just laid into exactly my first question. I get to is like, let's let's talk about let's talk about the enemy wow. board and how. Oh, the how, oh how, yeah, yeah, wow, and, yeah, because like if if I was on that shit too, I don't remember how old I was, but uh, 
if, if some sort of incarnation of Scooby-Doo something or other is what I was going by back oh, then. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So that was ages ago for me too. And I, yeah. it's like, like I said, I've been raised by the enemy and, yes. uh, and you know, I was into hip hop all my life, but enemy and the enemy man, like Chuck D especially blew my mind to pieces and put it back together better than yeah. it was before. And I'm, uh, and you can you can probably test that even more so than I can, so I'm going to let you talk about that. How did that all get going? The enemy board, and then go on into how that got the 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 the, the bulls going. So, what was I, I lucked out because uh, one of my best friends from high school, his name uh, his name's Andy Schwab, and um, he was always into computers and so coming when he got out of college he started his own business and it was this is 1995 96 oh shit yeah and it was it was um he started an internet company and he was going to host and design websites uh, you know <laughs> this was cutting edge shit back that then that really is <laughs> yeah so uh, another and another interesting point about that is um, the email that I have and uh, I've I've had since then since 1996 he gave me my first email address and I've used the same one ever since. So that's dope as well because I have lost so many email addresses. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Oh, I have yeah. I have as well. I've had others, but I still my primary email is the one I've used since 1996. So <laughs> uh, as insane as that is, but um, so because of that, I had a. I had a very rudimentary, stupid website early on. And, but I was, you know, intrigued by the internet and, and what, you know, what it had to offer in its very early forms. And when Chuck did the autobiography of Mr. Chuck album, he had a website and put out an, put out an email address and I don't know if I ever emailed him there, but I realized that he was going to be, you know, he took an, he had taken an interest in it in the internet. And then of course, when he got game came out, he was talking about the public enemy super site that was coming soon. And so I was staying up on that. And, and then eventually, you know, they, yeah, I think he put his, he started doing, uh, if you recall the terror domes, yeah, yeah, I remember where, that. Yeah, where he would, uh, I think he was doing it monthly for a while, and then it got sporadic. But where basically it was just com his commentary of what was going on at the time, yeah. and um, and then uh, oh, so prior to the enemy board, it was right around the time that PE left Def Jam, and I, in one of the terror domes, he had said something about trying to decide what to do next, and on a whim i sent him an email since his email address was there and uh i said you know maybe maybe think about roughhouse because chuck had talked about being you know the columbia system was a good fit for him and roughhouse at the time was still with columbia and uh, sony and um so i sent the email off and i didn't think anything of it and this was back at the time where i checked my email like maybe once every couple of months <laughs> because it was dial up and nobody right. really emailed me. And so three months later I got on my email and there was an email from Chuck D and I was like, Oh my oh, God, what the hell? Oh man. And, 
Yeah, and he had sent it like three months earlier. You know, he'd sent it right after I had oh, emailed him. So he was like, oh, he yeah, was I'm right like, on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, what the, you know, mind blown. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. And um, so so then you know they started the forum for anybody you know it basically that doesn't know what the forum the message board right and for you know called the enemy board for all the pe fans and um uh, i immediately got involved in that some people say i was the first person to post but i don't remember that um i don't know if that's right or not um i'll, I'll take their word for it I mean, yeah I, I know i was i was early on there i, uh, I mean it's I the internet you could say anything you want on it yeah right, exactly <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so that was, so I got involved pretty early on that. And then, uh, when, uh, Chuck, oh, there was a, uh, there was a hip hop, uh, convention sort of workshop thing, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And this was, I, I had looked it up recently. It was, it was right after poison came out, but before they started touring, Okay. So it was, it was, you know, fall of 99. And uh, KRS1 was going to be there and uh, Grand Mixer DXT. And geez, I don't even remember who else, but this the keynote speaker for the whole thing was was Chuck D. Oh. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to this. I rounded up some friends. We drove out. Um, Marcus J, my homie, my stromie, my brother from another mother may he rest in peace um uh, he was driving up from xenia that was the first time i got to meet marcus and uh and and his wife michelle and uh so we went to to see chuck at this thing and um and <laughs> after his speech i was i don't know five six rows back uh from the stage and he said uh he said i'm gonna be hanging out you know, or whatever. And he was talking to people up front and I, there were a whole lot of people up front. I wasn't trying to go up front, but like, I just kind of stood there for a minute and in, in between him signing autographs or whatever, he kind of looked up. I was like, Hey, Chuck, Chuck. And I waved at him and he looked at me and I said, I'm C doc. And, and the look he gave me like <laughs> recognition, you know, like, right. He's like, yo, C-Doc, what's up, man? Like, we had been friends <laughs> forever. And I was just ah, like, it's dope. Yeah. Oh, just, man. He's like, he's like, yo, I'm going to be hanging out. Come come find me, you know? I'm like, okay. And and so, uh, you know, I rallied the troops. And, and we went and f- finally found him, met up with him, and stood in a in a parking garage in downtown Cleveland and talked to him for like three hours. Oh, shit yeah and that's, that's awesome and and it was then that he had laid out he laid out the the plan for slam jams and for those that don't know slam jams was his label he had started a an in uh an in a label imprint through sony um that didn't work the way he wanted it to so he eventually pulled it out of sony and it was one of the first if not the first online labels and he had kind of explained the whole thing and how it was going to work. And at that point I was doing my own music that was kind of goofy and shit, but um, on four tracks and stuff like that. 
but I had also done a couple of remixes of PE remixes where I just kind of grabbed acapellas from the singles um, and, and did my own remix. And so I gave him copies of it and he's like, okay, dope. And then when they went on tour for poison, they came to Pittsburgh. So I went to that show and then they were, and then I went to another show, Philadelphia. I drove out to Philly for that show. And, um, and he was, I was like, Oh, what'd you think of the singles? He's like, man, I already made artwork for that shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to, when we launch the site, I'm going to put them up on the site. I'm like, really? That's awesome. Yeah. So, oh, so man. yeah. So that was, that's how I kind of started uh, getting involved. He would, you know, some of the music I did, uh, I don't know if you remember, he had, um, he had an internet radio station, you know, website. It was yeah. called bringthenoise.com. Yeah, I remember that too. Probably. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so he, he had a show where he, he would play submitted music and it was called When the Shit Hits the Fans. And, um, and I, you know, sent him stuff and, and he, and he played a couple of songs and it was, it was kind of cool. It was it was very interesting time. Yeah, that's that's definitely not a boring time, that's for sure. Yeah, man, and, and it was a. It's funny because looking back at it, it, like a lot of stuff happened very quickly. You know, it, it doesn't seem like it didn't seem like it at the time, but we're only talking like, you know, I met him in '99, and then by 2000, we started with the Impossibles. Um, you know, that whole, that whole thing came to fruition. And then I, yeah, it was like 2000, 2001. So it all, you know, it, in the scheme of things, it happened very quickly. That's especially for music. I mean, I feel like I hear yeah. about projects that never come out, you know, and it's just like, but here it is. Like you talked about it in, in just two ish years. Yeah. All of that went down. And yeah. That's that's, a, that's so that means too, that I've been listening to your productions for a lot longer than I remember. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So that, so that, that's pretty dope too. And on, and then on that note, I'm going to, I'm going to nerd out and then I'm going to like, get a, I'm going to explore some more stuff with you. I'm going to nerd out for a second. I don't remember. Okay. Who, I don't remember who followed who first on Twitter between you and I. Okay. Um, um, but I remember like seeing, seeing, you know, you now being followed by and I'm like, and uh, in my, in my notifications and I'm like, okay, this name sounds familiar. And then my brain works in ways that 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 my wife tells me is just is either genius or insane or both. And uh, <laughs> so like so I started thinking like I've seen this name in some liner notes. I know I've fucking seen this, and I didn't even look at your bio yet. Okay, I just, I just looked at your name. I'm like fucking C Doc. What? And then like immediately I go to PE PE albums, and right. I'm typing shit in Public Enemy C Doc, and I'm like. Oh shit! Look at that. <laughs> and like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, and then like, and then okay, take me back to the first days of Twitter. Like my first, like, so one of the one of my first ten follows, I should say, on Twitter was Chuck himself. Oh yeah. So like, so for, forever, even though I've only talked to him briefly here and there online, forever grateful for everything he's done. Oh yeah. Uh, to my brain and to the to to hip hop to 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 me. Um, yeah, and then back to you because you are the guest. Um, yeah, like like I said, moments, and then like I realized, like, oh shit, I've been 
Like, like you just said, like you even extended that time I've been listening to your productions. Uh, that's like what I find really dope about what you do is that I hear a common thread, which is you, but I hear either be it be the impossible stuff or be it with PE or be it with Chuck D on his own. I hear I hear you, but I hear you giving the artist every bit of every bit of the respect. And that is a really in my experience with hip hop, a really hard thing to do because I've heard of, I've heard a lot of great producers just kind of miss the mark with some MCs, and you never did, especially oh. with someone like Chuck D. Well, thank so, well, well, thank you. Uh, I'm very welcome. I'm in the same boat as you in that I hold PE in the highest regard. Um, you know, I was the biggest PE fan I knew growing up, and and I got into them. See, I got into I got into rap music and hip hop uh, a little late because I'm out in Pittsburgh, so I'm not in one of the you know I'm not in New York, I'm not in L.A. I'm growing up in the suburbs, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I, my dad's a country club golf pro for you know Christ's sakes. Um, <laughs> you know, we we weren't it's, and it's not and we weren't rich. We were like middle class mostly, and then you know when you know things happen you go in hard times and then you got to get your ass out there and work but um but um i also didn't i wasn't a jock growing up and i was into music and, and film and i was a geek and so i listened to i oh i wasn't into and i wasn't into uh metal you know, like in, in the like, I remember in high school or middle school and high, junior high, high school, people were, you know, all the kids were into like hair metal and stuff. And I'm just like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> this is not this is not me. And my folks um, at that time were listening to a lot of R&B and soul music. So nice. we in Pittsburgh, we had uh, WAMO, which is one of the or was one of the you know oldest black owned stations in the country and uh so we're that's what we're listening we get in the car that's what we're listening to whammo's on so i'm listening to uh, cameo and gap band and and you know uh anita baker and whatever else and um 80s a lot of 80s r&b um so when i heard what's funny is i heard you know run dmc walk this way right right and i love the rap part but the rest of it was like a little too rockish for me so i'm like <laughs> eh. i'm like this is cool but i only like it when the the rap guys are, are are talking you know and it's funny so i didn't go get that album because of that and i and i'm like damn it if i only would have went and bought raising hell because as soon as i would have heard peter piper that would have been it would have been over yeah he would have been it would have been game over for yeah, you exactly uh, but i missed i missed the boat so i was just like yeah it's cool but whatever but then uh one of the guys that worked for my dad at the country club you know and i i worked there too like cleaning golf clubs and picking up the driving range and stuff like that um but one of the guys that worked there i, I walked into the bag room one day and um, I hear this music and I'm like, what the hell is this? 
it's just, just really just hard beats and this guy like sounds like he's yelling i'm like what is this and i go back there and i'm like jerry what are you listening to and he pulls out this tape case and it's ll cool j bigger and deffer and he's like check this out i'm like yo this is kind of amazing he's like you want to borrow it i'm like yes <laughs> and so i took it home and i and i dubbed it and i couldn't it, it for the longest time i couldn't get past i'm bad i just j- kept rewinding it and listening to it over and over again and yeah that song is dope it's so dope <laughs> and, so good. and so that was that was the that was the catalyst right there so i'm like okay i don't know enough about this and then oddly enough at the same time my cousin john who was actually my business partner in the film company in hwic filmworks at the same time he is visiting a family friend of his in florida and the the family friend of theirs uh his son um mike mike sandy mike is into he's into everything he's got like every rap any rap record that comes out mike sandy has so (laughs) yeah and so john's like you know john's going through the same thing i am he's mind blown right and so john comes back home and we would see we would see him on on the weekends we go to youngstown to visit and he's like hey he's like you got to check this out and it was it was boogie down productions by all means necessary oh man and so by the time i heard that I, yeah it's it's a rap man this is like, yeah. like you know pun fully intended i'm like okay this is all i want to listen to all the time that's dope like yeah that that's a i mean you can't ask for much better on right on an intro to rap i mean that's just not right so it's a tall order <laughs> exactly <laughs> so so it, so i'm coming in a little bit late you know um but still it's like right as right as the music really gels and starts to get amazing you know the beginning of this golden era quote unquote right and so um when yo mtv raps happens it's it's a that's that's church for me it's like every friday night fab five freddy i'm there and and we're at the mall one night and we come home and i'm like oh shit yo mtv raps is on i come running in and i grab a tape a videotape and i throw it in to record it and as soon as I turn it on, there's this f- bugged out music video on that is just like, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what I'm seeing because it's not quite a rap video. There's like a fake newscast and a protest and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And then this guy comes on and he's rhyming and he's got this voice like I've never heard. And the, and the beat is insane. And it's Night of the Living Bassheads. Oof. And so that's my, and I missed the beginning of it. I missed the beginning of the video. I came in at the, the brown bags protest. So I'm just like, what the hell? And, and like that, there it is, right? There, there, here it is, bam, you know? So man, I could, yeah, I could hear that song now. Cause it's, yeah. So uh-huh. it's, that's my introduction to public enemy. And um, so like that weekend, I think, you know i i recorded it and i and i and i watched the video a couple of times but i kept forgetting to look at the title because you know for whatever dumb reason i'm just not paying attention but i know it's public enemy and so uh 
my mom goes, we, she's like, you want to go shopping with me? I'm like, sure. So we go to this, uh, Pittsburgh had these department stores. They were called Hills. And it was like a, you know, like a Walmart, Kmart, Murphy's Mart, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. So, um, so we're in Hills and there's this compilation CD and it's a KTEL rap, rap, rap. And it's got all these amazing joints. It's one of the best compilations. I still have it. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's got, awesome. Yeah, it's 10 joints and it's 10, you know, there's not a bad song on it. But one of the songs on it is Public Enemy. It wasn't bass heads, but it was You're Gonna Get Yours, which, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I buy that immediately. And and then I hear You're Gonna Get Yours. I'm like, oh, this is not the same song. This is a different song. Okay. Yeah, sort of a real bummer show days there. So. Yeah, right, exactly. But I'm not, you know, the liner notes are garbage, so I don't know that. I don't know where it's from. Um, so Christmas of 88, my mom's like, what do you want for Christmas? It was, <laughs> it was nothing but tapes. I just, I made a list of tapes. I'm like, this is what I want. And that's, and, and that's what I got. And, you know, so it was, if you want to, if you want to nerd out with me, it was, um, and takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Fuck yes. Um, iced tea rhyme pays. Oh, uh, dude. I, I asked for power, but I think she saw the cover and she bought me rhyme pays. Oh, and, you, um, yeah. Moms don't, moms don't like that cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. It's all it's all good though. Yeah. Um, um, so okay, uh Ryan Pays, Stetsasonic in full gear, Ooh. uh Big Daddy Kane, Long Live the Kane, Eric B and Rock him, follow the leader. Man. And uh I know I'm I know I'm missing one, but you know, that that's a good start anyway. But oh, that's, uh, that's MC in one oh one right there. Exactly. Like, Jesus. Um, but the album I kept coming back to was Nations because Nations, like every, yes. every all those other albums are, in, in, are incredible and so dope in their own right. But but you could tell immediately that Nations was something else. It, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said that because that album is probably the most important album in my collection. Mm -hmm. like, and, and I think it is, it, I, I stand by that. I'll die on this hill. That is the best hip hop album ever made um quite I, possibly yes and um yes i mean i, I mean I'll, i mean i'm open for debate but i'm not backing down <laughs> on it um that's the album like if it nerding out too i used to like you were speaking my language when like you would ask for tapes i still do that shit i asked my like my mother-in-law asked for you know i still asks us adults for yeah. christmas list yep. and most of it is books of poetry and music so it's like, yeah. yeah and uh yeah so like i remember i don't remember how old i was now my big brother, he probably, I mean, I've got adopted brothers. I've only got one blood brother. Okay. Uh, but I've, uh, my big brother, who has, uh, shout out to Carl. He's the one that really inspired me to do this pop podcast. Word. Uh, he bought me for Christmas. It takes a nation. He knew oh. I was, yeah, he knew I was aware of those guys. Yeah. But he also knew I was listening to a tropical quest, De La Soul. Right. Uh, I, I was definitely a native tongues kid. You know, I, I like that, that smooth jazz type stuff. And then the, yeah. the sam samples per Prince Paul came up with were just, Wow. fucking great um so like though, oh. that's that's the shit i was fucking with and then he gave me that tape and goddamn yeah <laughs> that just kept going back and back and back i probably burned through six copies of that tape before i got <laughs> on <a> cd <laughs> yeah man uh, nations it's nations isn't my favorite 
it's uh fear is my favorite fear of a black planet's my favorite because... i would say yeah i'd say that too go, go ahead sorry yeah. no 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 that's okay I, I was just gonna say because i feel like everything they pioneered on nations they mastered on fear yeah yeah i could see that was like the the fear was much more complete like they saw that they saw that vision yeah. that grabbed it and they just every fucking second of that album hammered it yeah. whereas nations was the, like the wake up like we are here yes get here with us you know so it's yes that's and, a great way to put it yeah uh, i i try to be a poet <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> i mean you follow me on twitter you know you see i swear a lot and you um i'm fuck trump every other tweet but uh it's like but well, that's all right that's but okay. i try to be poetic about what i try to say and then yeah. that that yeah nations like even though i like fear better i would say nations is still the most important album to me because yeah um, it 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 really set the it set the bar so very high and just kind of changed it it changed also i think nations changed the way people looked at rap and yeah. and rap albums definitely yeah yeah i mean it's i mean you have articulated extremely well the anger of black america yeah and uh i, I mean there's and the guy barely swore on that entire album. Like Chuck yeah, right. barely swears on that album and he's articulate. Yep. He's to the point and he is loud. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, I mean, if, if Malcolm X could rap, there yep. he is. So it's there, like, yeah. and, and then I'm, um, yeah, those two albums, they're like fear of black planet. I mean, so, so I mean, it might be the most played song on the album, but fear, uh, fight the power. Yeah. I mean that that's that's that should be everybody's everybody's theme song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, it I will never forget that's one of those songs where like I'll never forget where I was when I first heard it. You know? Right. Yeah. You know, I was sitting sitting in the car. <laughs> we stopped at, we stopped for milkshakes at this at this little spot called Custard's First Stand. And uh, <laughs> And we're sit. I'm sitting in the car, and my mom had this Buick. Um, I forget what uh, what was that. Uh, started with an R. Anyway, right. sitting. I'm sitting in the car, and Whammo's on, and they're like at the break. They're like, "Hey, we got the new one from Public Enemy coming up next." I'm like, "Oh shit, what? Oh, you know, new PE? What?" Right. And then they came back, and the, yeah, from from the. From the new Spike Lee film, do the right thing, and then it came on, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, Ooh. yep, yeah, because shit, yeah, because I was only slightly older. <laughs> I mean, we all were. It was only about two years between those albums, so yeah, uh, yeah. I remember when when I remember my mom's face, and by that time she was dating, who is now my stepfather, um, and their faces when I when I discovered P. Uh huh. <laughs> 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 um, my only my only real defense was like it's not nwa guys right yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, which i had that shit too and they only if only for i mean i appreciate that but but really only to like make them worried about me every now and again but, <laughs> so it's like, but they were but my, my stepdad is much much love to him like he he came in listening came in to listen to them because he knew i was all about it yeah and, and he's just looking at me he's like this music's much too fucking loud yeah, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, and he's a classic rock dude. I mean, he. Oh wow, that's so, saying something. Yeah, right? like Zeppelin, 
the who yeah. like he you name it he was listening to it but he always loved the blues too so so okay. there's so there was that so he wanted to give it a chance and uh sure. so the next thing he asks is uh is there any lyrics to these things like sheets that i could look at I'm like yeah so i gave him the, the, the fold outs to these tapes yep. you know, like back yep. in the day they came in with those like those those extras fold outs yep and the def jam and and so i gave him every one i could i had Mm-hmm. And he comes back a couple hours later after reading every word, and he's like, "We can talk about the lyrics, but don't make me fucking listen to that music again." <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was down with the lyrics, and and he would he bought me all the videotapes that I still have. Oh, nice. So, so uh, in like so they they I mean I got to leave my mom and 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 dad some some serious love for that because like they put up with a lot of loud music. Guess up until then, my mom was just thought it was cute that I was rapping along to Benita Applebaum, <laughs> and and she and she knew I was rapping about asses, but uh, right, right, so, right. I mean, how did she not? But like you know, sure. she was of a course. teacher, you know, or is uh, she's not? I mean, she's retired now, but she was a teacher back then, so she she knew what's up. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, well, they were really worried about me when I started listening to the louder stuff. But uh, luckily, luckily, my mom was always cool. She actually took me to a couple of concerts. That's the. Yeah, my friends. Yeah, she took us to CP twice. Oh and, man, um, did she? Yeah. She she was there in, in in the show with you, or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's that's that that big love for your mom for that. Yeah, yeah. She she's heavy. She's like Heavy D is my favorite. I like Heavy D. He puts uh, on a great show. I'm he like, was yeah, he, does. he was dope. Like he, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Much love to Heavy D. Yeah, rest in peace, have absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's like it's coming to a time where we, I mean, hip hop's been around long enough that we're not we're now starting to lose our heroes. Oh, it uh, sucks, man. It, it really sucks. It, oh, you man. you want to to sidetrack for a little bit? I'll let I'll I'll tell this here because I don't you know because it doesn't matter now. But yo, man, I want to tell you something. Chuck called me maybe two months before uh, Ecstasy passed away oh, from shit. Houdini. Yeah, and said, "Yo, I want to try to get Houdini back together. We should do it. We should produce a Houdini record." Oh, that would be, oh man. man! It was like two months before Ecstasy passed. I would listen to that. I would listen to that. You know, man. Like, and then when Ecstasy passed, I I was just like stunned. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like, I saw I saw the pic, I saw the picture. I'm like, this this can't be good. And then right? I I clicked and then I clicked on that link and I get you know, shit. Because because <sighs> that's yeah. that's something like I know my mom's helped me with that too. Because like I would we had Bradleys in Boston. And uh, the bargain bin, mm. I, I must have had Houdini's entire discography from the bargain wow. bin at Bradley's. Wow. And uh, yeah, so Houdini, man, like that, like friends to the freaks come out at night, like that was the shit I was rapping as a little kid. And, yeah, and yeah, I don't know how rap got to me honestly in Boston, but because the biggest stations down there mm-hmm. are all country stations. Weird in Boston, really? In, in Boston, yeah. Like I don't even understand that. Like for 20, wow. 25, 30 years now. I'm like, wow. Fuck? Every time I try to look at that, I'm like, it says the same thing. I'm like, and unless it's Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson, I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like huh. I mean, but I'll it's weird. Damn. Yeah, I I it's weird me out every fucking time I read it. Um, yeah, yo, yo, man, Pittsburgh loves and it drives me crazy because I I can't stand them. Pittsburgh loves Skinnerd. Oh, I love Leonard's. Oh God, it's the worst. Oh God, fucking worst. And man, yeah, don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. 
I don't know. They're not even from there. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Like, we're north of the Mason-Dixon line, people. Yeah, but, yeah. But, in a pretty good fashion, too. So it's yeah, like, I, I don't know. Western Pennsylvania, there's a lot of mountains out here, you know. And, uh, yeah, I've driven through that part, the Poconos and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. once you get out, once you start to get out away from the city, it's gets a little sketchy. So. <laughs> start hearing banjos. And... Yeah, it's not quite. It's not quite West Virginia mountains, but it's kind of close. Well, man, let's hope nothing else becomes West Virginia mountains. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah exactly. Man. Um... Oh, but anyway, the that the, the long-winded story to all this was P I was such a huge PE fan. Even when PE fell out of fashion, I was still ride or die with PE. And yes. Um and so when I got the chance to work with them, not only is this a, a, an honor, uh, you know, and a privilege, I felt a responsibility uh, to uphold the, tra- I don't want to say it. Yeah, tradition, I guess, but really the legacy. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that was most important to me. So the legacy of their music and, and even being involved in, um, you know, we're trying to do some archival stuff and things like that is like always best foot forward. Not that I'm going to half-ass stuff for anybody, Right. You know, but but PE especially um you know, quick side note when we did the most recent record back in 2020, um uh, what you going to do when the grid goes down uh which was their return to Def Jam record. Um I did the uh I did the layout for all the packaging and I went back to the original Def Jam 80s 90s stuff and tried to come up with packaging that would have fit in with that stuff oh yes that's that that's some insider stuff that i was hoping you'd say so it's like yeah that was that that was important to me because it was you know they've had other designers and and you know shout out to mg who was also an enemy board alumnus who uh did their po- a lot of their post def jam design and stuff and mg put his own spin on it and he did a great job with it um and i'm not you know definitely not mad at it but when it came to to that record going back to def jam i was like man i really think it should be as close to what the drawing board which was P- which was def jam's art department what the it was what the drawing board did on those original uh what uh, five albums and then five albums and greatest misses all right right. yeah what they what they did as as possible as close as i could so that's that's dope i mean i i I love i love the whole thing about that i think like that that album fits perfectly into their legacy i think it's it's kind of the it's kind of the look back record you know yeah um it's new but it it's also like Hey, let's go back. You know, with the new version of Fight the Power, the new version of um, PE Number One, right? And, and what else? What else did we do? There was something else. <laughs> there was something. Yeah. Oh man. Um, like, what was, 
Oh shit! Well, there's a well. The whole cover is a callback to the the album prior to that too, right? There's like a yeah, and that's yeah, a crazy that's a... story in its own right. So, <laughs> um, but yes, yeah. Uh, to um, nothing, nothing quick is, in the desert. Nothing is quick in the desert. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we do another? Didn't we do another like throwback song? Obviously, oh, I. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to grab. I, I I've got them right behind me. Let me let me see. Okay. Yeah. Let me yeah. know. It's terrible. See, I, I, I'm going to say this about it. I worked so long on that record that once it was finished and turned in, I w- had to walk away from it um, because there were there were a lot of changes it, and configurations that went through, and it was on my mind, in my head for oh god leading up to the release like four months leading up to the release and then oh and then it was released and then i still had to go do the uh the video the the grid video so oh, right yeah that which is a dope dope piece of art right there too oh, thank, like, you. It, thank you you're welcome like i i mean the, you, you captured george clinton and cypress hill very well on that oh man that was just that was just Wow, that, that, that's that's bananas to me to see like that much, much funk in one song. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, man, it was, you know, it was one of those things where, um, it was one of those things where, no, I guess it was. I guess it was. Just, I'm looking at it now. Public Enemy number one and and Fight the Power remix 2020. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought that I thought there was something. I guess I'm. Th- I guess I'm thinking because. A lot of, there were a bunch of songs that came over from from desert but regardless um but grid was you know that was one of the last the last joints that we did and then chuck's like yeah um uh i'm gonna reach out to uncle george and i'm like really oh, he, shit. and he's like yeah yeah i'll reach out to uncle george and then he goes oh yeah we should probably get be real on this huh and i'm like <laughs> okay you know I'm, at this point i'm still bugging out because there's a phone, there's a phone call oh man there's a so they were trying to okay for anybody that doesn't know fight the the fight the power remix 2020 was done for bet it was done for the awards i think oh I, th- I think that's what it was for. It was done as a as a as a protest song. I mean, Trump was still in office, and and um, you know they were urging people to get out and vote, and and so uh, I think I think BET approached Chuck and and the guys about redoing "Fight the Power" and adding you know some new uh, other MCs to it. And it was re- originally it was supposed to be for just for that but when this album came up chuck's like well we gotta you know let's get fight the power on it so they were negotiating def jam was negotiating with bet to get it um and so we didn't know if it was going to be on the album or not until the last minute but at but i i get a phone call a conference call chuck and his management and one of the and they had this idea they're like Hey, what if we redo Public Enemy Number One? And I'm like, you're just gonna redo it? And Chuck's like, no, no, no. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, I'm gonna try to get all the original Def Jam 
cats on it, like our peers from Def Jam and the like the extra strength posse. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, that's a great idea. He goes, I it's it's he goes, I don't know if it was funny too. He goes, I don't know if Ron will do it. He goes, I don't know if we can get Ron to do it. He's like, DMC will be easy. Um, you know, I don't know if any and he's like, I'll ask the I'll ask the beasties. We'll see. You know, I'm maybe they'll do it. I'm like, yeah, but it's you and they love you. And uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, maybe. He figured LL was going to do it. And then LL was the only one that said no. Oh, man. Yeah. So Uncle L, come on. Uncle L, yeah. Uncle L bowed out. But it was funny when he went to run, Ron was like, hell yeah, let's go. He was like, <laughs> he was like let's do it. And he's like, oh, okay. So, but I'm on this call and they're talking about doing, I'm like, oh, this is a dope idea. Right. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, I can't wait to hear this song. Right. I can't wait to hear this. Like, I'm excited to hear this as a PE fan with the Def Jam, extra strength posse on it and stuff. And then in the course of the conversation, at one point, Chuck goes, yeah, doc. So um, send the beat over when you, when you're done with it. And then it hits me like a ton of bricks. He's like, oh, uh, like, oh shit, I have to produce this. <laughs> like, it didn't even occur to me. <laughs> wasn't even a thought in, it wasn't a thought in my head until he said that, that I was responsible with remaking Public Enemy Number One. Oh, man. And then panic set in. And I'm like, and I was, I was, I'm like trying to play cool. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. No problem. I'll send it over when I got it. And I got off the phone. I'm just like, oh, my God, what? You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. So it was it, it was bugged out. But but, you know, we did that and then trying to get the guys on it. And that was that was a process. But the grid was one of the last songs we did finally, because I think even at that point. um, The album was still going to be like the official releases of nothing is quick in the desert. Right. Because for those that don't know, we did nothing is quick in the desert in 2017. And the idea was we're going to put it up initially as a free download, as a thank you to the fans for uh, 30 years of public enemy. And, um, and then after the two weeks, we were going to pull it down and then release it traditionally. Um, so we did that. We put it up on Bandcamp. A lot of people downloaded it. And then we took it down and we were prepping, getting ready to, um, to release it. And, um, <laughs> some things happened. I, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but like some, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Some things happened that, that stopped it. And, so the album sat in limbo for a long time. So finally, when some of these things were finally resolved in 2020 and um, they decided they were going to go to Def Jam, um, it was going to be nothing as quick in the desert finally, but we were just going to update it. We we're going to update some of the songs. And, but then midway through the process, Def Jam said, wait a minute, you guys already did this record? And Chuck's management was like, well, yeah, but it never came out officially. And Def Jam was like, well, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. We want something, 
that at least looks brand new on the surface. And so Chuck came up with the title on that, on the conference call, you know, he was like, okay, we're going to call it what you're going to do when the grid goes down. And you know, one of those crazy long PE titles. And, and <laughs> then I'm thinking, I'm thinking in my head, Oh shit, I got to fit all that onto a car on the cover art. Okay. How's that going to work? So, <laughs> um, but he, he convinced me it was a great title. And it was, it turned out to be a great title because I remember a lot of people when that album came out, a lot of people would hashtag it. So, uh, so we, so (laughs) yeah. So when that happened, when the title change came, Chuck's like, we got to do another song. And I was like, okay. And he said, it's, it's going to be, yeah, it'll be grid, you know? Um, and that'll be the, you know, title track, so to speak. And, and that's how grid started. Then it was, you know, Chuck gets brainstorming. I'll call Uncle George. I'll call, <laughs> I'll call Be Real. And then he's like, you know what? We probably just, we could probably get Send Dog on it too. <laughs> oh, okay. So it'll be, sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and that's how that happened. That's dope. I mean, he had the Be Real connection. I mean, he's known him for ever, ever anyway, but like, but yeah, they coming did. off of Prophets of Rage. Prophets right? of Rage. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Yep. Yeah, I, that's another that's another Chuck D project I absolutely love too. Oh, profits. Yeah, such a such a good mix. I mean, he's got the voice for that kind of music too. So. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. He um, was. That was it. It was kind of a natural a natural fit. It's a shame. It's a shame how it how that all kind of ended up. Um, but I I understand Chuck understands why and why it happened and yeah. You know, and and actually, he said those guys tour. Man, that you know, when they were doing Prophets of Rage, they were touring a lot. Oh, and, and Chuck was about right before it all came to an end. Chuck was. I hope he doesn't mind me putting this out there, but Chuck was like, you know what? I want to kind of step back because uh, for a little bit, because you guys are just on the road so much, and he had a lot of other things he wanted to do. So, um. So and then it came to an end anyway. So it's it's all good. But right. yeah. but it, but it was good that it, in a way it was a bit fortuitous because <laughs> um we got the enemy road enemy radio loud is not enough album out of that. That album and oh my god that that album was so good. Oh thank you. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. I'm I'm and I'm the type of person you and I think you've seen this on my Twitter that if I have an opinion I'm just going to say it. Right. <laughs> so it's like good, good, bad, or everything in between, and uh, and I've I've gotten myself in some hot messes with that. Um, yeah, it happens. It happens, you know. And, and the fact of the matter is, if a white supremacist is coming after me, then I'm doing something right. Yes. Uh, but uh, very true. Uh, yeah, and and for the most part, these kids on hip hop Twitter tell me that so and so is better than than who we're who we've been talking about all night. That's just that's just that's just laughably ignorant that I don't even engage anymore. So it's like, but I've said um, some I've said some shit. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there about hip hop Twitter. Um, I think hip hop Twitter's bored, and I yeah. don't know. It's always got to be they're so bored that it always has to be a comparison. It always has to be this or that. Absolutely. And it's it's either I take it back. It's either that or it's or like there's some factions or maybe this is maybe that's hip hop Instagram just has a lot of hate, but like, I'm like, 
you know, if you guys put the amount of effort into hating shit in that you have, that if you put that effort into supporting something uh, or, or, or promoting something that you really dig, it would be a really beautiful thing. And so <laughs> I've tried to do that you know, on social media. Uh, sometimes I want to go in and comp- comment on people's stuff like your opinion is your opinion and, and it's not a fact because uh, people love to state their opinion is fact. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But then, I, but then I stop myself and I step back and be like, you know what, Let, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say it because it's not going to matter. Right. Anyway. Right. Yeah, that's why I've tried to not engage in that. Yeah. And, it, and it's also why I've I tried to, I'm, I'm launching this is that like I've, I feel like I've described it to people as a celebration and conversation yeah. about, about what makes life more livable. Yes. And so like, that's, I mean, it's, and I'm getting the, the vibe of celebration out of everything you're saying. So it's like so far so good. And so it's yeah. like, I mean, I, it's so much easier. I mean, it's a little harder to build sometimes, but it's so much easier in the end to build and to celebrate. Um, and it makes it makes the world so much fucking better. That's <laughs> just like yeah. And not, not that I have not that I have no complaints about anything, but no, we all have complaints, uh, and and but, uh, and we're all going to we're all going to have bad days, and we're all going to have there's there's always negativity. But I think if you can surround yourself with as much positivity as possible and find joy in as much that you can, it's it's going to make things more livable and uh, more uh you you can be more successful because your your mind state will be in a better place absolutely it's it's just a healthier thing so it, it is a healthier thing I, uh, I when i was younger and i see it in my son um my oldest that when i was younger i i tended to judge and complain a lot and over the years i i really had to take a hard look at myself and be like you know what what is that? What is that getting you? And what is that accomplishing? And you know, ninety-nine point nine nine percent of the time, it wasn't getting me anywhere. It was just me stating my opinion. Oh, this sucks. Or oh, whatever. Who cares? You know, <laughs> nobody cares. In the end, no. <laughs> so yeah, nobody it's... cares. T- take that. Take that energy, Dave, and and flip it and put it into something you know what i dig i dig this maybe you'll dig this check this out you know instead of saying i hate that shit you know unless somebody like you know out, outright says hey you know what do you think of this well yeah it's not really my thing but um you know take that it was like yeah but i dig this check this out you might like this boogie down productions record you know right. you you might you might like this you know people under the stairs record yeah, that's just that's what I try to do. Like, it's especially if like, I mean, I try to be open minded, and 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 yeah. But if I don't like something, I'm like, this is the shit I'm fucking with right now. Yeah, like this. This is what I. This is what I. Maybe and I will try. I try what you said. Like, yeah, maybe maybe this is for you too. Maybe not. But if it's not, let's talk about why it's not, and then try to find right. something that it is. <laughs> so yeah, right. Exactly. And um, and that's the. That's the thing that I, I would say that like the public enemy really opened my mind to too because they're not conventional, no, <laughs> by, by most means, not at all. Not. And so, like you know, it, in and I'm not about to listen to a public enemy album if I need to relax, but 
but, right. but it but if i want but if i want that challenge and if i want that 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 place that 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 makes me you know think about the world a little differently then that's where i go and then yeah and, and that's where i i'm, I'm writer.pe too yeah, so that's man. that's why i love like when i figured out like a when I when my nerd brain turned on when when you you started following me, I'm like, okay, okay, this is this is somebody I can at least have a conversation with online, right? And, uh, and so, and uh, and if and if then this this conversation is going awesomely, I'm I'm feeling really good about this podcast already. Oh, cool. So, yeah, cool. So thank you for this. Uh, I mean, you you um I will tell you right out, you are the first guest I've had. So oh, nice. Well, yeah, I'm, glad, so, I'm I'm glad we're starting off on on a good foot. That's good. Yeah, I mean, and you can and you can hit me up if you want to come back for any sort of promo promo for anything you're doing, sure. like that. So it's a like I I'm like that's the corner. This is what it's for. Dope. But, yeah. yeah. So I just love I just love it. I see. My wife is like, you know, um, she she likes the music or whatever, but she's not a nerd like me on it. And and you know, um, so I try to teach the kids, and, and they know a little bit. But my right. oldest. He's doing his own thing. He's getting into his own stuff, you know, and at least I got him on James Brown. So that's good. There we um, go. You know, and he like he loves the Beatles and stuff like that. He, he's really digging Elvis right now, which I'm not thrilled about. But whatever, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, to each that's his it. own. Yeah, well, fuck him and, and John yeah, exactly. Wayne. And John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, by the way, I got that. He's like, hey, dad, how come Uncle Chuck said that, you know, about Elvis? I'm like, eh, it's a long story. Um, just, just wait a couple of years. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. So. We'll, we'll get into that. But um, uh, but I don't get to I don't get to talk often, you know. I, well, I shouldn't say that because I guess I get to do it once a week on my show. But um, but re but really nerd out like about the minutiae because when i do my show sometimes i get to get into that stuff like i just did with we had large professor on oh, and dude. i i was so giddy hopefully i didn't like embarrass myself but like <laughs> i i asked a whole bunch of really nerdy questions is like yo so what happened about this you know what happened to the original version of this and you know how long did it take you to record the lp which is one of my favorite albums ever you know so nice. it, you know and he was very gracious and and kept talking to me we you know I, I, we talked for like two hours and he's like oh i gotta go my phone's dying i'm like oh no thank you you know that kind of thing that's that's a kind of that's a dope conversation in my mind yeah. I, I mean i nerd out about this yeah I mean, so 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 this is fun because i don't uh i don't i don't often get to you know talk tell these stories or talk about this stuff you know i don't know i'm, I'm exactly that guy for you so it's like <laughs> I, love, I, I love these stories because like that's that's the stuff that's kept me into hip-hop when it comes down to it it's community you know and that's i mean i've i've gone to a ton of shows um, i have not seen pe because every time i got a chance some shit went stupidly awry um but oh, i've seen them live i've never seen them live and that's oh. that's and that's 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 killing me because like they were I mean I'm, I'm in Bethel at that yeah. time I was just a little further south from here but they were still only like an hour and a half away from me right and and I got like the deathly flu I thought I mean I thought I was gonna die for a minute oh wow and I'm like I couldn't go and like I was like I had a ticket gave it to a friend I don't even know if he made it to the show because he he's he's another story for another time um, <laughs> but, but uh but I mean, I love him to death. He's a good dude, but Jesus. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I, I felt like I was on death's bed, and like I remember, just 
oh, like I said, I'm like I should have gone. And I'm like, I would have infected people, but I don't even know what I had. So right. it's like, uh, right. so I've never, I've never seen PE, but I've seen, oh, wow. I've seen a ton of hip hop though. And, and I gotta say the times I've met the dudes that, that, and, and the ladies, I met saw rock once too. And, oh, dope. Oh, she's, she's super sweet, super sweet person. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, like intelligent and just right to your heart. I mean, she's yeah, yeah. such a nice person. And then, uh, you know, and I, and, and, and another time is I don't like the name drop, but like, like, but, uh, so yeah, maybe in DMS, I'll tell you who, who else I've become friends with, but like, Oh, cool. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's the idea is like, I, I go to these shows and they recognize me from Twitter or, mm-hmm. or they recognize me because I've gone to like 600 other of their shows right. or, so, or some other variation of what they do. Right. And, and, and they've all like taken me in as part of the community. And that's a hip hop, man. It is, it is like, and that's the thing. Yeah. And like, I remember being a little kid going down to the park and these, and these dudes with on their, their break dancing and they're teaching me moves. And like, they didn't give a shit that I'm white. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just yeah. like, this kid likes what we're doing. Let's just show, let's show them some stuff. And like, yeah. I banging on tabletops. They showed me how to keep a beat. Yep. Uh, they showed me how to move my feet. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, and that's community. Yeah. And that's what hip hop is. <laughs> That's that's that that is it at its best. Yeah, honestly, at its best, it's it's community. And yo, real quick, I was, shout out to Vermont. I want to tell you something too. All right. Um. Uh. Because I don't think you're I don't think you're very far from Stowe, right? No, I mean, forty five minute drive. Forty five minute. Yeah. So and so my so my first real recordings i ever did which was 1990 91 what was it was summer 91 uh my partner at the time rest in peace dlx love you bro um he had a deal with a guy that had a studio in stowe vermont and i recorded my first professional demo in stowe vermont no shit (laughs) yep you uh you uh, do uh, you, you probably used 89 to get there from where uh, from down there at some point yeah probably, probably. so you, if you knew where to look you would be able to see my house from the highway oh wow okay and that's that's the dope part of, like i i'm yeah pretty close to to interstate 89 and yeah that's why somewhere like, like burlington is where i see a lot of my hip-hop now um right so, that would so make like, sense yeah. yeah yeah so atmospheres come through a bunch of times and brother ali and yeah um and and different people like that. Saw Rock, that's where I saw Saw Rock. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and then, and if I don't dip up there, I dip down to Boston. Right. To, and uh, I see see some folks down there. And then, uh, plus, I have family down there. So it's kind of become an obligation to like hit my family up. Right. But, sure. Uh, at the same time. But, but yeah, like it's then hip hop roots in Stowe. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man. It was, so his, his sister, married a guy that it, it was weird his sister married a guy that worked at the re, the big resort that's up there okay. and uh or like ran it or something so so sean would go up there and he would work at the resort for them and then when he we had time off he had to deal with this guy um all i remember is the guy's name was dave i don't remember much else about him but he had this like an actual 24 track professional studio in his house and i i think i saw dave once the entire week i was there that we recorded the demo 
um, because he was sick at the time. And um, I don't know what happened to any of that stuff. I still have, you know, the cassette mixdowns from it, but I don't know whatever happened to the actual reels, the, the Ampex tapes. But oh, yeah, man. we recorded a professional demo there that nothing ever came of. So it was just something I could play for my friends. And it's not, you know, the beats are super dope because Sean was crazy talented. He was such a talented kid and he was dope on the mic. I wasn't so much <laughs> at that time. So I cringe listening to it now, but, um, uh, but it was a hell of an experience and, you know, I, it set me on the path to really try to keep working at it. You know, it's only taken me 30 some years, but you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah. I would, I would say, I would say that you're in a good spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're hanging, you're hanging with, with uncle Chuck and yeah, so it's, that's a, that in and of itself, I yeah. mean, I, I've got in my notes to, because there's another name I thought about, and uh, when I was I was doing my homework, because I like to do my dil- due diligence. Okay, so, um, Daddy O of Stetsasonic. Oh, the homie. That's fucking dope, right there. Because like I I've been listening to um, what had happened was with oh Open yeah Mike, Open Mike Eagle with Prince Paul. And the, wasn't that that was fantastic? Oh my god, it's like it, that's such a such a good series. Yeah, and uh, and he was talking about how just how just supremely nice daddy is and you just confirmed that too so it's like yo man uh, let me tell you so going back to christmas 88 what I, what did i say that i got it takes a nation of millions to hold us back and i got in full gear and right. so the other album i i'm not no nah, i can't even say it because i listen to the shit out of all those albums but the other one of the other albums that made a big impression on me and i was just surprised it didn't you know um it's not it's not held in in the same kind of esteem as some of that other stuff was in full gear because that album is amazing it it, It so is it's 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 crazy dope it's very well produced and and then i find out years later that you know pe and stet were on tour together while they were (laughs) plotting out those records so there is P's touring and support P's touring in support of yo bummers to show uh stats touring in support of um on fire you know um yeah. and they're all they're both working on new material and prince paul has these kids from amityville de la soul that he's <laughs> he's trying to like plot out their debut three feet high and rising right so uh you know they're all throwing they're all pitching ideas to each other on the tour bus and what you know three amazing incredible groundbreaking legendary records come out of that and Uh so um so chuck calls me up oh geez 2016 maybe and at this point in time he still got his uh other situation which was it was called spit digital which I wasn't really involved in. Um, but I would do videos if they needed me to. And, um, you know, the, the odds and ends or whatever. And, um, he calls me up and he said, Hey, we're going to put out this, we're going to release this daddy O record. I'm like, we're a new daddy O record. He's like, yeah, he goes, but the, he goes, 
the artwork is very low res and it's not going to work, you know, um, for, for Apple's specs and things like that. They need high res artwork. And it, if we try to blow it up, it's just not going to look right. Can you reach out to daddy O's partner and, and do some new artwork for it? I'm like, yeah, I'd be honored. Sure. Of course. So I reach out to his partner, lion shout out to shout out to lion and uh, true school entertainment and, um, and oh dad truth entertainment and i talked to lion he's like here's the you know he sent me the album or whatever and i found this picture of daddy o and did this kind of it was look more like you know like a blue note kind of inspired cover or whatever um for his album um um everybody but krs that was the album and i turned it in and everybody loved it perfect there we go that'll work that's there's the thing and lion came back to me and he goes hey doc i can't i can't really pay you man you know we're you know we're doing this on a wing and a prayer right now i go don't even sweat it i'm like i'm not i'm honored to be involved and uh he goes if you need anything from me just let me know and i said i'm like you know what i'm gonna take a shot here because (laughs) At the time, Marcus and I were working on uh, uh, a new Impossibles record, which actually is kind of our the the most recent. As aside, uh, no, I, well, I shouldn't say that because we have a compilation record that we just put out. But um, la- what, last year, yeah, last year. But anyway, it was new material at the time, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take my shot. And I said, hey, do you think we could get Daddy O on? Uh, I'm working on this new record. Do you think we could get Daddy O to do a guest spot? And he's like, "Say no more. Send me the beat." I'm like, "Really?" Oh man! And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." So I sent him the beat. I'm not expecting much, and maybe a week goes by, maybe two weeks, and I'm working on the other songs, and I get the I get the file transfer. And, and then and line his paper he goes there you go it, it, there's your verse i'm like wow okay <laughs> shit okay and so i check it out yo shit is crazy it's fucking daddy on an impossible song i send it to marcus he's like what is bugging out <laughs> it's like we're bugging out on this song and because it was a you know it was a song we really loved anyway we started off the album with it um after the intro joint and so sure. um and then chuck hits me up and he says, hey, check this out. Um, uh, you remember the, he said to me, do you remember the Gary U.S. Bond song, Quarter to Three? And I'm like, kind of? You know, this old rock and roll song from the 60s. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, kind of. He goes, well, Daddy-O pro- and I are on this new joint. Daddy-O produced the, with Gary U.S. Bonds and Gene Barge. And, and uh, you know, I'd met Gene before. And Gene, Gene played sax on superman's black in the building that i produced for pe in 2005 so um he said yeah we did this new version and he goes i want to bring you out to chicago doc so we can shoot a video and i'm like hell yes of course you know say no more and so i tell marcus i'm like i say to marcus i'm like hey dad i'm I'm going to chicago because marcus lives in xenia ohio which is near dayton i said uh, I'm going to Chicago. 
to shoot with Chuck and Daddy-O, and maybe if you get up there, we can convince Daddy-O to do a video for our song, Back To It. And Mark is like, I'm there, bro. I'll drive up. I'm like, okay, cool. So we get to Chicago. Marcus actually gets there before me. And I guess he starts talking to Daddy-O, and Daddy-O's just like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do a video. Let's go. <laughs> and it was like, so I get there, and, and Marcus is like grinning ear to ear. You know, he's like, yeah, he said he'll do the video. I'm like, word? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. And, we, and so I, I got to meet O-Dad, and he's like, and we did the video and we ran out, you know, in, at night and shot it real quick. And, and it was just, it was a blast, man. And, and we shot more videos the next day and, and did what we had to do. And a couple weeks later, daddy O hits me up. He's like, yo, C-Doc, man. I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, yo, I think I should be a member of the impossibles. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like sitting there in my house i'm like what the fuck did he just <laughs> say to me <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh, of course and he's like okay bet and we're gonna do some shit i'm like okay <laughs> sure <laughs> and yeah so so yeah that was and then i and then i sent him a beat and it became played out on his next record which was no tablecloths and then from there, I then I kind of produced half of the next record, which was from My Hood to You, which Man. which a lot of people really that's they kind of say it's one of the standouts. Even Daddy O said to me the other day, he goes, he goes, we really did some shit on my, from My Hood to You. I'm like, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, he goes, we're 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 have to do another one of those pretty soon. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we can do that oh i guess yeah daddy is calling would be a better answer right yeah exactly yeah, so, that's, so. That's, that, that that dude always seemed like someone that like that never gave anything but his whole his whole self to a song he he loves it man he uh, it's it's like hip-hop you know and he's got the stories he was there you know, he was there man he was there yeah. when that shit was started yeah he was running the streets and yeah he was he did some he did some questionable shit as a youngin, but like when he got into <laughs> hip hop, that uh -huh. you know, it was hip hop. That was that was the thing. And he was there for a lot of that stuff. And people know him, people respect him. You know, after after Stet kind of went on hiatus for a while, he was producing. You know, he produced for Biggie. You know, he did the Mary J. Blige Real Love remix. You know, oh, yeah, he did he did a lot of stuff through the years. Then he got took a break from music and got into doing tech stuff and did a Ted talk and all kinds of stuff. And then, and then he got back. He's like, you know, it's time to get back to this and him getting back into knocking out album. And now he's super prolific. Cause he's just banging out music all the time right. and I can't even keep up. So <laughs> um, him being so prolific over the past handful of years, when they would get together to do Stet reunion shows, he was playing them his new stuff. And that's what got Stet. The guys were like, really? This is a thing to do? And he's like, yo, man, we should do this. And that's why Stet is recording new music. And, you know, and then he hit me up for beats for that. I'm like, well, I get to produce a Stet record? What are you kidding me? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, man. It was like, it, again, it was just like, it's, it's funny 
because it's a it's a different generation you know it's it's and it's it's very far removed from from contemporary music but it was but when stet came back when they dropped that new single uh now y'all talk about love um the reaction was like whoa stet's a sonic she's like really yeah. you know it was like nobody expected it and and it was great that 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 they got they got the they got the the reception that they did. They got the love that they they did, you know, because it was like I, I don't I think people had forgot, you know. Yeah, yeah it's just, that's a, the the weirdest thing about this. Those guys went so hard back in the day. Oh like, man, know. you know, I man, I, I feel like I had something of theirs on tape when I was when I was a kid because I had to. I mean, I guess. I, if it was something that looked like there was turntables involved, I was definitely on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it, yeah. And I, yeah, sure. Uh, that's, yeah, but yeah, like I saw, yeah, I saw a stat, like, like, stat, like come up, um, you know, I saw Daddy O come up a few times in my, you know, doing my due diligence and mm-hmm. doing my homework and everything, making sure I didn't want to miss anything. But, uh, but I saw that and it was like, it seems so serendipitous because I would, like, I, I've been revisiting those those Prince Paul episodes of, yeah, you know, and that dude's hilarious. And, uh, Oh man, uh, I haven't got the, I haven't got to talk to Paul yet, but like I I met Paul once at a, at a, um, uh, the, what is that thing? The music, you know, seminar or whatever in New York. Um, Oh, right. right. And, uh, he was, I was there with, uh, Griff and DJ Johnny juice and, and my dude tirade. And, I forget why we bounced out to the car for something. I don't remember what it was, but we were coming back in and Paul was leaving. I was like, Oh shit, Prince Paul. And like, <laughs> I think he bugged out. He was like, Oh my God, what the fuck? You know, is this guy going to beat my ass or something? And I was, and I, I geeked out on him for a few minutes and he looked at me like, okay, thank you. He looked really uncomfortable. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to let you go, Paul. And, but uh, <laughs> I haven't taught, I haven't talked to him. I haven't had the chance to talk to him since. Uh, I'm hoping we can get him on it's C-Doc again at some point in time because he's another guy I just want to pick his brain about. You know, I could get into the minutia of his work. Absolutely, yeah. Like that's that he's um to, like, he's behind so much of the music I love. I mean, it's just yeah, man. And um, he was a, and he as a producer was just fearless. Absolutely. And, and so that you know the the guys that inspired me the most. Or the bomb squad, of course, Paul, large professor, and Q tip, you know, and, and there's others, 45 King, and yeah, and 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 Primo to a point. Um, uh, I love Primo stuff, but I can't do what Primo does, you know, nor would I want to because it's so intrinsically him, yeah. But, um, but like those were the guys that that, that I really grew up on. And I was like studying their work. I was like, wait, how are they doing this? What, you know, Paul's like flipping all these fucking records. Like, what is that? And, <laughs> you know, and then, so, and then I think Pasta News said in an interview once is like, Paul taught me that if you're, if you're going to sample something like from a certain era, the drums, the, if you're going to sample drums, 
you sample like the same era drums, you know, even if it's not the same song. And I was like, wow, right. that's really interesting. He's like, yeah. So if you sample something from the sixties, make sure the drums are from the sixties too, because, Ooh, it, because it'll fit. And I was like, Oh wow. And I kept that in the back of my head. That's yeah. I never, I never thought of it that way. Right. You know, yeah. but you know, Paul would just, Paul would just sample so much crazy shit. And, and make it work and it was like wow this this dude is really amazing yeah yeah it's that that's see that's it's cool that you went where you just went because that was actually one of the things i wanted to ask you about like production wise who those people were that yeah oh that, so i i i can't i i sir jinx i gotta shout out sir jinx also um, you got, he's got another pe reference there too yeah so it's a, yep sir jinx and dj Pooh and the boogeyman oh um, that's that stuff's dope those guys, you know, L.A. Posse, you know, yeah, which is, yeah, which is Pooh and them, and um, the, yeah, those guys, um, yeah, man, the uh, Marley, you got to shout out Marley. Marley's established so much. Pete Rock established yeah. so much. Um, and they, oh. I got to shout Sam Sever. Oh, yes. Because he's crazy underrated. And Sam had like, especially around uh, back in 89 to 92-ish or whatever, had the dopest drums. Yeah, like that stuff he did with third base, man. Like that's... Yeah. Or uh, did you ever hear the Downtown Science record? Yes, yes. Yo. Oh, man, that, that, holy shit. I... Didn't remember that until you said it. Though, Yo, to man. be fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I did. Yeah, you had to say that for me to, to to jog my memory. But the 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 two records we played the most when we were recording the demo up in Stowe were uh, Modi's uh, "Funky Funky Wisdom." Oh, dude! And Downtown Science. Nice, nice. Yeah, that, but Downtown Science has that record has the dopest drums. They're 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 yeah. sick. They're sampled, but they're clean, and they and they knock like nobody's business. That that that, that song is dope. Uh, yeah. and, and another shout out to my, my big brother Carl for like he was he I think he's probably still a huge Kumo D fan. Oh so, yeah. So Love funky both. funky yeah funky funky wisdom was in my ears a lot yep. growing up. So it, like uh, and I could never understand the 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 because I was too young maybe the beef between him and Uncle L. Right, because I know they weren't going after each other. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, I got. I didn't maybe didn't say that because like I was always like near my parents when I was right, right, right. Had the headphones on, but like, but I was still like, why are they always upset with each other? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, but Back it's like, yeah. I mean, that's that's some of the stuff that makes it fun too. Like, it, but uh, but yeah, like you, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, like all my notes. I was going to ask you who your your production heroes and 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 look up who you looked up to and you mentioned q-tip in there yeah and, and that's a dude that does not get enough credit as a producer nope uh, like it's he and I, I mean i this i will get into trouble i'm sure somewhere when this when this podcast gets published but <laughs> but for saying what i'm about to say he did the whole kanye thing far better than kanye could ever even dream of doing it oh yeah because sure. He produced the shit, and the dude could rap his ass off. He's, he's nice on the mic, he, like he's, in all the ways. And and I think 
I think because he was always about the collective. Yeah. He didn't get, he didn't take the credit because it was about the collective. And, and like, I didn't realize for a long time how, how those tribe records, especially were mostly him because, um, because it always said produced by a tribe called quest shit. Even, even, um, Crooklyn Dodgers, the Crooklyn Dodgers single says produced by a tribe called Quest. Right. Yeah. He, he up until Jay Dilla joined they, when, when they were the Elon. Yeah. Um, when they were the Uma. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that, that was the, that was always the credit. It was like, always the credit. It says yeah. it on um, Apache's Gangsta Bitch. It says produced by a tribe called Quest. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the one time I think I remember just seeing his name was on that Mob Deep Infamous record. I think that was the first time that he kind of put that um, or because it was right around the same time. He also did the I remember he did the Craig Mack Get Down remix. Oh, that was a dope remix, too. Yeah, that that was a Q-tip remix. Oh, and then I'm going to go real obscure. Um, He did the Jungle Brothers on the road again remix that was a q-tip remix oh yeah you, you pulled that one out like i remember yeah, i was man. hoping you were gonna say that because i actually remember that one so yeah dude i love that. it talk about yes. a group that doesn't get enough credit jungle brothers oh the jb's man oh my god JBs. Yeah, if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be talking native tongues ever exactly so exactly. so yeah with no day law no no tribe called quest no queen latifah jb's but, jb's uh, made um um two of my all-time favorite records i straight out the jungle was crazy dope i love it absolutely but um done by the forces of nature is a is a masterwork to me you're not going to hear any disagreement coming this way so so. and and nobody else and everybody thinks i'm crazy when i shout out jb's with the remedy but i fucking love that record It, it took me it took me a while to get it because I didn't get it at first. Because I, I I bought the 40 Below Trooper single. And I was like, oh, this is dope. And then I got the album and I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck? This is really <laughs> weird. But then one day I was driving in the car. I, and another thing I remember playing his day. And Good Looking Out came on. And all of a sudden it clicked. And I was just like, oh shit, I get this now. Now I get this. And then I'm just like, and then I listened to the, re-listened to the whole record. And I'm like, this shit is next level genius stuff. And nobody realizes it. And, yeah. and then, and then, and then a couple years later, I find out about the whole crazy wisdom masters thing and it didn't come out. And then I became obsessed with trying to find that or everything I could about it. And, <laughs> and then, you know, fast forward to one of the other situations I'm involved with is a little boutique imprint called Slamboyant, which has no relation to Chuck's <laughs> Spit Slam records. It's just a happened to be that we they decided to call the label Slamboyant. But um, like um <laughs> and we uh my partner Chris Nab and I uh pressed up uh vinyl for the Jungle Brothers most recent album, which was um Keep It Jungle from 2020, I think it was. Ooh. So there is there is vinyl floating around for their album, Keep It Jungle, which a lot of people didn't realize that it was out, but it's a it's a great 
record. I can't recommend it enough. If you like, if you love the JBs, it's a, just a dope hip hop record. I'm going to look for that. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's now I've got, home, I've got homework now. So. Yep. It's, it's streaming. And like I said, there is vinyl floating around out there. Um, I think we pressed up 500, 500 copies or so. Nice. And um, yeah. So, uh, and we got, we, we have some other stuff um, with them uh, coming. So stay tuned for that. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, that's, that's actually coming into it as I'm, I'm watching the clock because this thing is telling me how much time I got left. Um, oh, okay. Um, I, I, that's something I was like fucking around with yesterday. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, that, that, <laughs> that, that does it cut you off at a certain point? I think it will. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. Like, um, so we got a little less than 10 minutes left, but we're, oh, okay. uh, right. uh, we're, we're, we're solid. So that was coming up. Like you, you were basically telling me that that's coming. Like, so I was going to say like, what's in the works? What do you got? What do you got coming that we should look out for in the immediate or in the near future? Well, the most recent thing was, um, the most recent thing was, uh, Chuck and I just, um, uh, and this was a huge honor. I still kind of in shock. Can't believe it. But, um, um, we just did the I guess you'd call it theme song for the new uh, Willie Mays documentary that aired on HBO. Just watch that. So good. <laughs> so I, good. I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to watch so it. Oh, fucking good. If it's yeah. not about hip hop, it's about baseball for me. So it's, that's how Fan- it yeah, fantastic. So, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, say, Hey, Willie Mays directed by Nelson George. Nelson George personally reached out to Chuck and asked him to do the theme song. Dope. And what was really dope about that was Chuck and I for the past what two years or so had been doing these little baseball songs anyway um for mlb network nice. uh, we we would do these uh, little things and they cut footage to it as promos uh you know we did one for uh the dave dave parker uh the cobra nice. uh, th- they had a special on him on mlb network and, and so we did a little song for that we did this 71 all-star game uh theme when they were celebrating that last year uh it all started with we did the song um so hard to to see my no oh, oh my god what's the oh song yeah it's baseball so card so hard to see my baseball cards die yeah or, or, or <laughs> gone or something like that. yeah so i can't yeah, i just those, disco- i just discovered those, that not too long ago <laughs> one of those chuck d titles so. yeah um yeah. Yeah, so so we had done that, and um, that kind of like kickstarted it because um, uh, MLB Network cut together f- promo for it, and so hard to see my baseball cards move on or something like that. Okay, oh, yeah. so we did that, and then we would just do these handful of songs. So, uh, and culminating in this theme song for the Willie Mays doc. Uh, the amazing Willie Mays is the name of the song. It's streaming now. We just put it out on Spitzlam um, nice. as a single, and we're gonna collect all this. We're gonna collect all these songs together and uh, and put out an album, probably first, you know, sometime first quarter uh, next year. So, so, so it just compiles all those together, and we're also working on some other stuff um, that I can't quite announce yet. Still in the works. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just. Um, I just, I'm wrapping up and f- trying to lock picture on a new movie called locked in, but my most recent movie from earlier in the year, scam likely is streaming on Tubi now. Um, 
uh, I, oh, we have, oh, there's vinyl floating around now for the new Chill Rob G album that I produced earlier in the year. Uh, it's called Empire's Crumble. Um, there's finally vinyl for that out, out and about. It's, it's, it's around and there's more, there's a little more coming, um, to the States. Um, nice. we, we partnered with a label called Black Buffalo up in Canada and um they they pressed it for us and so now i think fat beats has it right now and it's going to be you know trickling around here and there um so that was that was another great honor cuz um chill rob g's ride the rhythm was a very pivotal album for me um when i was a kid and then he just it seemed like he just kind of fell off the face of the earth and right <laughs> and then um you know, Chuck asked me one time, oh, when we were sh- we were shooting the grid video uh, when I was out in L.A. and I was hanging out with him and he said, hey, you know, p- pulled out this book that I have. I also have. And he had a copy of it, the the book of hip hop and rap cover art or something like that. And he's, he threw his copy at me. He's like, hey, go through that book. Tell me who you want to work with. I'm like, <laughs> OK, so I'm flipping through it. And I'm like not picking the obvious, right? You know, because there's De La Soul and there's so and so, and I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna, you know. But then I get to they have Chill Rob G ride the rhythm, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, here's one of my all time favorite records, and I showed it to him. And he goes, really? And I said, yeah, man, I love this record. This record is amazing. Chill Rob G is super dope. He's got a great voice, and and he's a, an incredible lyricist, and he never got the shine that he should have got because the whole power thing was snap and all that bullshit and and chuck sat back and he goes he goes you know what that might be a possibility i go really and he said yeah well little did i know he had run into rob like maybe six months prior to something like that he was at some event and rob was there and they had talked a little bit so i get home and like a week later i get a text and it's a, it's a group text and Chuck's like, Doc, meet Chill Rob G. Chill Rob, meet Doc. Doc wants to work on music with you. Dope. <laughs> and yeah, so it took it took a while. Um, you know, uh, Rob kind of went at his own pace, and it, which was cool because I was busy doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And then, but then uh, we put it out earlier in the year, and I'm really proud of the record. I think it's great. And people that hear it. Um, especially in Europe, it's, it's become kind of a thing in Europe. Um, uh, they love it. They love the record. So any chill Rob G fans out there, you know, check it out. Cause, um, like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of it. And, and, uh, yeah, kind of got Rob, you know, doing stuff again. That was my, that was my intention, you know, to try to get him back in the a game a bit more because, uh, he still has a lot to say, so. Dope, dope. Yeah, I'm gonna keep a, keep an eye out for that then. Right. Yes, it, right. it is streaming now and available on CD from Spit Slam Records. And like I said, there's vinyl floating around too. If you can, if you can track it down, if you look nice. hard enough, it's there. Yeah, I, I definitely like to dive. So that's, that's okay, okay. Cool. All yeah. right. Um, so we're yeah we're winding down. Um, Unfortunately, I can. I mean, I can do this for like a whole week on end. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just <laughs> hey, man, me, anytime. Just give me water. Uh, but uh, yeah. 
But so, uh, so yeah, we're winding down on this only because I'm pretty sure it's going to kick us off in okay. about two and a half minutes. Um, so, um, just want to say thank you for coming on, man. I mean, this is this has been an honor to have oh, you. Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. And no problem, man. Like it is uh, for everybody listening. This has been the corner with C Doc, David C Doc Snyder. Um, is it okay to call us friends now? Of course, sure. Dope, dope, dope. All right. See hip hop bringing people together. There you like go. There's always uh, um, real quick though. Yes. All right. So here, who sh- I want to ask this of every guest I have on. Okay. Uh, whose door should I knock on next to see if they're going to see if I can get them on this show? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Well, you said, see, it, it might not be for me to say, but um, you said you had like, you know, you didn't want to drop names, but you got a little cachet of. Uh, right. I, yeah. And I have been knocking on their doors. <laughs> Hip hop friends. So yeah, a couple in the works actually. So, okay. So. Well, there you go. There you All go. Right. You might already have it figured out. If I, right. if I think of anybody offhand, um, I'll let you know, but uh but yeah, no, this has been fun, man. I could talk yeah. this stuff all day. So yeah, and, and if you want to come back, I um uh this is a formal invitation. Anytime. So, all righty. All right. Yep. Thank thank you very much for the night. Okay, thank you, uh, Matthew. Uh, yeah, one love. All right, peace. Yeah.